Are you tired of the blind leading the blind? Are you ready to escape the 9 to 5 grind and build a life that truly makes you happy? Are you ready to build generational wealth for you and your family? If any of this sounds like you, then breathe easy because you are exactly where you need to be right now. A wise man once said, when the student is ready, the teacher shall appear. So have faith in what I said and follow the path. My name is Khadija LaShawn, and I am the Black Guidance Counselor that my community needs. I'm a strategic investor and CEO. I make money in my sleep, and I teach others how to do the same. I share my knowledge, talents, and resources with others. So if you're in need of that motivation or courage to start following your own path, look no further. My intention is to share as much value with you all as possible and to show you that there are many different paths to happiness and many different paths to wealth. You just have to find the one that's right for you. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. Um, how's your morning going so far? Good. Just got back from the grocery store. I I was thinking two o'clock central time, so I happened. I literally just checked my Instagram. I was like, oh wait. My bad. My bad. I didn't realize you were on a different uh time region. That was my mistake. Yeah, but, yeah no, it's it's cool. I was I like so I just happened something was like, let me check my Instagram to see. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, it was it divine timing. Right, um, exactly. Is now okay for you, or would you rather wait yeah. a little bit? No, we're good. That's good. Okay, all right, cool. Basically, my goal is to highlight your journey as an artist and highlight your, like, just how you've grown your brand, how you, you know, how did I find you? Like, I found you literally because you grew your brand. So right. um, sharing that knowledge with my community uh, and other people who would be willing to listen because... You know, I feel like it's very important that we pass on the knowledge that we have and we don't just keep it to ourselves. Right. Does that yeah, make sense? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So like give to receive, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So um, do you have any questions about my podcast or me or anything? Yeah. Like this kind of gave me like a, a rundown. I haven't, I've really been taking a break from social media. So I haven't, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, I post this stuff, but I haven't really, it's like I post and get off and then I don't even stay on here. So just like, yeah. I guess I tell me what you do, all that stuff. Absolutely. So um to tell you a little bit more about me, my name is Khadija, Khadija LaShawn, also known as your black mm-hmm. guidance counselor. Um, I started my Instagram mostly around like natural hair. I initially wanted to sell t-shirts, but it kind of mm. shifted because um the t-shirts wasn't selling. You know, the intention was not <laughs> on point from the beginning. So like I kind of uh-huh. shifted to like sharing viral content like black viral content so that's kind of okay. like what I became known for is like sharing knowledge and messages that people need to hear so mm-hmm. um as your black guidance counselor I am a full-time entrepreneur so I do a lot of things I do lift I do uh, Airbnb I do Turo um I sell oh, e-courses wow. and stuff like that so like I'm all about buying time if that makes sense so even just doing this podcast right. recording it on live like I'm all about mm-hmm. sharing what I know um, because that's what God has called me to do. And um, so basically with my podcast, the Black Creator Co- Podcast, is to highlight 
not just entrepreneurial journeys, but like spiritual journeys too. And like to touch mm. on those type of topics. Cause I feel like, uh, I don't know if you ever seen the social proof pod- podcast. Mm-mm, no. Um, it's like basically just a podcast strictly about entrepreneurs and this is what they did and this is how they did it. And like just sharing knowledge and stuff like that. So my mm. podcast is, is low key inspired by that, but I want to really okay. highlight the spiritual side too. Cause I do feel like we don't really talk about those things as a community. And I want to encourage right. people to talk about things that, you know, maybe we were scared to with our parents or, you know, just be open and honest about re- how, how life really is, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So that's overall me. Um, do you have any questions? No, that's, uh, I'm glad I know that now. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Today's episode was recorded via Anchor by Spotify and re-uploaded online. Welcome to the Black Creator Podcast brought to you by Khadija LaShawn, also known as your Black Guidance Counselor. I am here to guide you to the resources that you need. Today, I have William Tolliver. It's William Tolliver, yeah. right? Yeah, William yeah, Tolliver. Yeah. He is an artist. I found him on TikTok. He has an Instagram. He's grown his brand. And I would love to hear more about his story, about his journey as an artist and an entrepreneur, I'm sure, as well. So, um, William, first off, how are you doing today? How's everything going? I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. I'm happy that you are even welcome to to speak with me. So I appreciate that. Um, so I do want to start off just by asking you, like, mm-hmm. who are you and mm-hmm. what have you done? Let's see. Well, it's almost like a loaded question. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's okay. Take um, your time. Well, let me see. Well, I would say that for a long time, I felt like I was like a, a jack of all trades because I, I was good at a lot of things. And I didn't really have something that was my own, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so art was a way t- to express myself that was solely mine. You know, it wasn't somebody else telling me how to do something or what to do or when to do it, yeah. you know, whether that's work, school, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I created things that inspired me by the things, by people and the things that inspired me. And um, I would say that that was like finding that path was like a really big part of me finding who I was because I really spent a lot of time questioning myself and my journey because you know like you meet people all the time in life and they're like oh I know exactly what I want to do since I was like six years old and mm-hmm. And I never felt like that I was just like oh I want to do this this seems cool we'll do it for a while oh this seems cool I'm gonna do this for a while and it wasn't something that was my own and now I found I feel like I finally found like my my thing my purpose you know and I can tell this how I move you know and how I feel every day when I wake up and you know even the fact that the things that I'm doing are impacting people in ways that I never would have imagined you know mm-hmm. so absolutely absolutely that makes complete sense um if you don't mind me asking, are you full time with the artist or are you uh are you doing it as like a side thing? Oh, uh, so it was so I'm full time now. Um I it was like a side Congratulations. thing. Congratulations. Appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No uh, problem. It was super scary. I'm not gonna even gonna lie and like you know, that whole thing when people are trying to make that decision to, you know, quit your nine to five and go out into this entrepreneurial world. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a thing that you take lightly. 
Absolutely not. You definitely have to pay attention to to the signs that are placed in front of you and be intentional with how you move and what you do. And, you know, another part of that was I I spent a lot of time. I I did pray about a lot of things. And I talked to my mom because my mom is like my advisor and one of my best friends. And, you know, she's very big on pursuing your dreams and doing things that are important. But at the same time, you know, they're like, you know, as a parent, they're like, okay, this sounds good, but do you have an idea? Yeah. Just in case. Like, (laughs) sowing a little doubt on your plan. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't even in a bad way. It was realistic because it's, you know, you have expenses. We have bills, you know, like being, adulting is trash. (laughs) Like, they don't tell you that as a kid. They really don't. So, they know because you're thinking, oh, it's going to be cool. I have my own place, my own car. I can go and do things I like, want to no, do and go gotta out. you got to pay for all those things, man. Right. <laughs> you got to figure out how <laughs> you're going to pay for all those things. <laughs> exactly. It's not free no more. You're not going to come home and mom has dinner for the whole week for you and like got clothes already. If I went to the store and picked these out for you, it's like, no, if you don't get it, then you can't do these things. So, mm-hmm. um, I, just be- like, I just became full-time in August. So this is what, month? five well, i guess it's right there, december yeah so like my month five technically six so this is the six months mm-hmm. that i've been full-time and you know i taught for five years prior to this you so, taught um, yeah i taught high school biology for okay. four years and then i taught art the last year because i was i was definitely in a transition transitional period where i was trying to figure out like how am I going to make this art thing happen? And as time progressed, you know, the, honestly, I know the pandemic has been a really big changing for for a lot of people, but it finally gave me time to to slow down and think, you know, yeah. and really flush out and have time. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, I, you know, you're, you're working all day. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard. Your yeah. mind is all over the place. You're focused on mm-hmm. all this stuff for other people instead of being focused exactly. on things for you. So I completely mm-hmm. understand you there. Um, I do want to backtrack a little bit because we got into mm-hmm. who you are now, but I kind of want to go back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so tell me a yeah. little bit about when did you realize that you liked art and like, what was mm-hmm. the spark for you to keep going with that? Um, so I, I would say, I mean, I've always liked art in a sense. Like I like to draw, you know, I was drawing Looney Tunes and stuff. I feel like most kids just doodled and stuff. Like I did that. And you know, my mom would make sure that, you know, I had time cut out of my days, like on weekends or whatever. That wasn't, it's like, you know, TV, no nothing. We're going to do something like crafty, whether that's Aww. painting or drawing. Because she's like, I want you to be well-rounded and not rely on just like television. Just, you know, be a stimulus. Yeah. You know. So, so very old school, or like at the very least, go outside, you know. Yeah, at the very least, go outside. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, it really, it really was something I kind of just, you know, I kind of just did it for fun. And then, um, it really didn't start hitting home until I think it was about 20, 2012. I had actually come back from, I, just, I graduated from undergrad and I was working, um, in a family health care facility. And I was doing like allergy testing and some other stuff and immunotherapy treatments. And mm-hmm. I remember there's a lot of stuff that happened, you know, being you're young. I was 21 and I was like, I've been working at this job. And, I'm, you know, my manager, I didn't like who they were. And you made a you rash know, decision. Some, yeah, I was. I'm a yeah. Find another job. I can just find a job. It's not a big deal, whatever. So mm-hmm. I quit. And I'm thinking, you know, the big thing with healthcare at the time is like, they want you to have experience. And I finally had experience. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, if I can find a job, 
yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> so I I was unemployed, you know, being 21 unemployed for I was like for like six months, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. So was, was you like, still living with your parents? That... Yeah, I was still at home at the time because I was trying to I was applying to medical school and trying to you know take the MCAT and all that stuff. So it was it was more so just like a transition period of like me setting up for that next phase because you know med school was the plan when I after. Like my junior year of college, I was like, I want to go to medical school. That's what I want to do. Like, I mm-hmm. want to help people, yeah. you know, and be active. So I was like, and I liked, you know, I like how the body works and all, you know, the functions and nuances and all that stuff. So I thought that was cool. Be good, you know, it's a good living. And plus, you know, your parents are super proud. They say, oh, my son is a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. There's that pressure <laughs> so that's there. All. Exactly. You know, like they, I and saw it's not, how It's not bad pressure. I know it's them. They want best, you know, like they know what they know, but. I think mm-hmm. okay, keep going. I'm not going to interrupt you too much. No, no, you're good. No, I no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying that, like, I feel like parents they they can want to lead you in a direction that they think is best for you, but like sometimes mm-hmm. that's like a dream that they wish they did. You know what I mean? So, right. like, they might be like, "Oh, I wish I had pursued being a doctor. I wish I had done this." And so, like, they can sometimes push that on the kids and. I don't think I'm not trying to assume that your mom was pushing it or your parents were pushing it on you. But um, I'm just saying that, like, that's like a traditional path. You know, like our parents, they kind of encourage us down traditional paths. So, like, I think it's exactly. it's very brave of you to pursue your own untraditional path, you know? Yeah. And I, th- I think that was the thing that's been part of this whole journey is like, you know, my mom and like my parents have been supportive, more so my mom. She's like, you know, she didn't get that opportunity when she was growing up because her mom was like, no, you need to do this because this will get you these things. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't want to be like that with us. But at the same time, she's like, you need to do something that's going to make you money and like that you can live and be comfortable, you know? So he's like, she's like, I do. She did want me to take an art class with me taking sciences and like all my friends, you know, they're pre-med. And so I'm like, it's part of it. It was peer pressure, a peer pressure thing too. Like you don't want to be like left out. Like all of my friends are doctors now, like surgeons and everything, mm-hmm. which is funny. And I'm like the black sheep of the group where it's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I followed <laughs> my own path. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like so, the one who's like just the risk taker in their eyes. Like, wow, they're doing this. But like, low-key they might be a little envious you know they might be like damn I wish I could just wake up when I wanted to right and and that's the thing I talk to them all the time you know you know they're super busy but like one of the things they all say like every single one of them is like if I could go back and do this again I would not be a doctor but it's like you invest so much time Mm -hmm. that and money you know it's hard to yeah and money it's hard to stray from that path and that's like for you know, kind of going back, that's what my thing was. Like, I was trying to figure out a way to do with the extra time and a way to occupy my mind while I was trying to figure things out. And art became a way for me to just really, like, escape. And I, and I realized as I was doing stuff, I was like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. You know, it took, like, a, a random class at a community college, just a painting class that I had never painted before. Mm-hmm. And the teacher was just like, you're, have you taken classes? I was like, no, nah, I just, you know, I just do, this is what I just did. And they're like, oh. Yeah, so you might need to look at some of these people and like take some more classes and you know mm-hmm. consider doing something with art. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I went to grad school and you know I'm getting my master's in biochemistry and stuff. And it was just like when I would come back from class, I would paint two o'clock in the morning and paint till four or five a.m. and then have class at eight a.m. You know, because you would be so happy doing it, wouldn't you? 
exactly. And I would lose track of time. And I would look up and literally the birds are chirping. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, Dang, like, I damn, <laughs> I missed out on another night of sleep. Uh, right, and you exactly. have to go right back to where like I understand. Right back to class. I mean, yes. in slumps in there. Just, but you were having fun. Right, exactly. And at the time, you know, I was painting this as a way for me to de-stress and to help my my mind relax from all the stress of school and like applying to medical school and getting internship stuff and application, you know, like all that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like, um, I didn't even realize how much I had painted. And so one of my friends had come by and was like, your whole apartment looks like an artist studio. Like, it looks like you just like, this is what you do all the time every day. This is your job. That's impressive. And, right. And it was, you know, I, you know, how like you're so deep into something, you're so closed in that you don't see the big picture. And I really didn't realize it, but they said, and I was like, oh, wow, like there's, there's stuff everywhere. And one of my other friends was like, you know, you should apply to, you know, show your work. And I was like, nah, like it's, it's just something I do for me. It's not really. You didn't no want to give it away yet. Thing, but yeah, like I was like, I'm just doing it for me. It wasn't something I had planned to sell or anything like that. And that was mm-hmm. five years ago. You know, I did my first show, met all these other people that, you know, other artists people. And, you know, creatives are a different breed. <laughs> definitely. Different. Definitely. So, so um, it was really cool to be in that space and in that atmosphere. And I, I loved it. Like, I absolutely loved it. I was like, I got to keep doing this thing. And, and then, you know, fast forward now, it's like, it's all I do every day and I it doesn't feel like work I work I literally wake up in the morning every day and do something I love all day long and I'll I, I think on average I probably work 12 to 14 hours a day creating stuff mm-hmm. so you know definitely more than a nine to five but, yeah but you're it's not work you know it's right it's what you love so Exactly. exactly. So it's, you're not looking at the time you know you're not looking like, like oh clock in got clock in it 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Got to clock out at five. <laughs> you know, got to get dinner. Like you just, you just exactly. going with the flow. You know. Exactly. Exactly. So, so okay. that's what's beautiful about it. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Like, like embracing your craft, embracing what like you love to do, and doing that no matter what. Like that is standing for your life. Like this is how I want to live my life. You know. And that's powerful. That's very powerful. Um, okay, so let's backtrack again. Um, <laughs> okay. So, if my Brit, if my British accent pops out, just don't take any, don't take offense, okay? <laughs> um, okay. But what I was gonna say is, if you, okay. First off, where were, where did you grow up, and how were you raised? Uh, so I was born in Maryland. Uh, spent part of my time in the East Coast, so like Pittsburgh, area Maryland down here. Yeah, Maryland? I was born in Silver Spring. What? <laughs> I was born in Maryland yeah. too. That's crazy. Oh, wild. I was born yeah, over yeah. in um, Prince George's Hospital. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I didn't live out there. Okay. I didn't live out there. Oh, you I was, I, <laughs> we, we, we moved to Columbia, but you can keep going. My oh, bad. No, you good, you good. So I um, moved, moved to Texas, like Dallas. And I would say, I mean, I'm basically raised. Dallas raised me. Like, I, I call Dallas home. Okay. I spent most of my time here. And mm-hmm. um, growing up-wise, I feel like I had the very traditional, like, 90s tv show life <laughs> where 
you know, you had soccer games and camping and, mm. you know, you did a whole bunch of family stuff all the time, going to museums, all the stuff that, like, kids don't do now. I feel like, you know, we were outside all the time, always doing something. I was barely ever at home. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were at home, it was like Friday night movie night. We're going to Blockbuster, which <laughs> doesn't even exist now. I know, going to right? Blockbuster to get movies, right? For real. It's, so, it's so weird. That was the move. It was like, oh, we could go to Blockbuster or oh, Redbox and get a game after a Shoot, while. That was, after a while, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, it was very just very chill, really cool. Like, you know, my parents always were having me doing something. They kept me busy. You know, my mom believed in, you know, no, you know, the idle hands of the devil's workshop. So she always kept me busy with okay. so much stuff. Was it but, a religious um, household? Yeah. Like, I mean, church every, every Sunday. I did Awana, like on Wednesday, Sunday school, Bible camps, you know, we did all that stuff. And, you know, my, my, fam- my parents are very, very spiritual. I, say, I mean, I'd say more religious than spiritual. Maybe okay. not now. More spiritual than religious now. But they used to be super religious. I mean, seeing things changed over time, I think that has to do with the fact of who, like the church you go to and then the congregation that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the pastor that you mess with is still right. there. Yeah. Yeah. So all, all those things changed over time as we moved and like went to different places. And, you know, for me, I, I became more spiritual over time because, um, you know, growing up in a religious household where it's like, you know, you're hearing verses and scriptures and this all the time and that's like a big part of your life i feel like as in as you get to like adolescence you you start to question you know is god really real you know is this a real thing is you know what is faith and what does that mean to you what does that look like mm-hmm. especially organized religion and i know i questioned organized religion because there's a lot of similarities to me that I, as i did research about different religions and where they're based and just the practices and the beliefs and then the people I came across that claim themselves to be one thing, but then they act one way and just how on Sunday and kinda, then different the rest of the week, not even different. The rest of the week you get to the parking lot and it's different. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. Like, no. Yeah. For real. It's like, turn it day. on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Right. Yeah. I understand. And you, you see that. And then the stuff that they preach and it's just like, you're almost being a hypocrite because the things that you're saying that we should and shouldn't do, you were just, you were just doing or did, before and I you know that's that's one thing that I had to I went through a period of time and that's when I really started create like painting a lot was um I questioned my faith a lot it was probably when I was like in those early 20s because what? I felt like hmm? I'm sorry you felt like what well I just felt like for like I mean to be honest I felt like I like God wasn't on my side like it didn't matter what I did no matter how hard I worked no matter how much I prayed no matter how much I went to church and did all that stuff it was just like nothing was working out and that could not and looking back on it that could have just been his way as being like no this isn't what you should be doing you need to be focusing on this other thing like this yeah for you. yeah like the you thing know? that wasn't for you wasn't going to work out because it wasn't for you so you had right. to switch to the and, thing that was for you so it could work exactly. out exactly exactly but when, you know when you're in when you're in it you don't feel like that you're just like how come every just like, single time like why god why why <laughs> yeah <laughs> i understand i understand <laughs> what exactly, i was gonna say exactly i was gonna say uh so is it that you were questioning god or you were questioning christianity both like both i, I question both yeah because i mean I, I i do i mean I, at the end of the day i do believe in god in this like there's only one 
Mm-hmm. And I Christianity, I already I had started to question before, you know, and that's like like before I started because like my uncle was Muslim, um, so like you know I would talk to him about a lot of things, and then his level of enlightenment and understanding about the world and himself was a lot deeper than I feel like um, the people that I had known in Christian like that practice Christianity, like mm-hmm. their, their One- understanding was the same. It was one way of thinking, and you were introduced right. to someone with different ways of thinking. So it expanded right. your mind a little bit. Exactly. And that was like the first taste of it. And then as I started to look into other religions and meeting other people from different backgrounds, like through college and stuff, that had, you know, like similar ideals, but, you know, they still believed in like, you know, this one guy and all that other stuff. I was like, there's really no wrong way to do this like there isn't necessarily like a set like you have to be this you have to be that it's like you believe what you believe and as long as I feel like that's as long as you feel whole at the end of the day and you feel like you know that's what you resonate with whatever Mm -hmm. that is or that's being spiritual whether that's being Muslim whether that's being Buddhist you know Catholic Christian you know whatever then that's all that matters and you shouldn't force your ideals on the um, upon other people and be like this is the only way to do it or that you're gonna go to hell and da, 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 da. Like, you know absolutely so, i agree with you completely i think uh you can believe what you want to believe exactly and that's your choice exactly. that's your life you know like the consequences are yours you know like it's not and it could be good or bad i'm not trying to say right. like oh there's one right way or one wrong way but i i agree with you completely i think it's up to that person to decide which which feels best to them, you know, because right. some people right. resonate more with one religion over another. And there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. or even just resonate right. more with spirituality over religion. And there's nothing wrong with right. that either. So I, I think mm-hmm. that I like that you're sharing your idea, your journey with spirituality, too, because, you know, it's, it's a topic that a lot of people are scared to talk about. So, um, OK. So, going back to, where did you go to college, and what did you major in? Uh, so, I went to undergrad, I went to Case Western in, okay. in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, my major was biology and psychology with a, well, biology and sociology with a psych and chem minor. So, you were confused. Then, <laughs> it wasn't that, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I really love how people think. Like, I really like how, you know, the human nature, I've always been interested in that. Like, one of the one of my favorite books is um, Aristotle's, I think it's called Nicomichean Articles. And he basically breaks down the 12 things that he believes that human nature needs to progress and that we need as people to do what we do every day. Um, and I've always thought that, you know, like, even like Freud and all that stuff, like the psychology of thought and the Ed ego and all that stuff. I always thought that was really cool of how different people think based on their backgrounds and some things are you know nature versus nurture all that stuff and then the sociology aspect of just like how we interact with one another Mm. you know how people perceive you how others perceive things and how the how the perception of the world changes based on your circumstance how we can look at the same we can watch the same clip and then we both get at two completely different stories from the same exact video Mm -hmm. which is in, in no person's right more right than the other because your perspective is your truth and no one can deny that yeah your perspective is all your own it's very unique to you even in certain similar circumstances yeah so and then you know that's i thought that was really cool and of course the science part because i at the time 
when I was, when I did start undergrad, I really wanted to do, be a child psychiatrist. I thought that would be awesome because I was like, there's a lot. I like kids and I thought that would be a really cool thing to just kind of be like a, help them navigate life in a better way, mm-hmm. you know, and. You're kind of like then, my twin, man. Yeah, really? Yeah. I majored in psychology. I love sociology, but I also majored in mm. film. So I like oh, focused nice. on the film aspect. Like I double majored, you know, cause I was just like, mm. gotta be practical, but you also gotta be, you know, follow you. That was something my dad always encouraged me to do. But um, mm. that's really cool. That's really cool. I agree with you completely. Like, I think psychology and sociology are very interesting topics and um, right. they really teach you how people are like, not how we think people are, but how they really are, like how things really work. Because just like you just said, I was thinking about um, a video we watched in sociology. It was just like somebody ran into the room and stole something. And it was a classroom of people. And like, Mm -hmm. they were all, after the person left, everybody asked them like, okay, so describe the man. And every single person had a different description. Like, somebody was like, oh, he was wearing a blue shirt. Somebody was like, oh, no, he was wearing a red shirt. Like, it's crazy how Mm. you're right, perception, but also that's the color thing. Like, some people are low-key colorblind, and they don't even realize it. Like, we don't even know it. Like, I had a friend. It was crazy because he was looking at something. um, It was at work. I was like, oh, I highlighted Mm. something in yellow. He was like, oh, um, is it the stuff that's highlighted in green? And I was like, no, it's yellow. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a little colorblind. I'm like, oh, that's crazy because <laughs> that. Was, I'm just saying that's crazy that like we all have different perceptions and like l- different nuances to each person and how we see things. So I think that's all exactly. very interesting stuff to study. Um, would you would you do outside of class other than? So you got your art thing going on. You got your school, your classes. But did you do any or any clubs or sports or whatever? Um, so that's the crazy thing. I actually didn't do any art in in, in college at all. Like I never. Oh, you did yeah, it never in grad? No, no, I wow. didn't do it in grad at all. I just YouTube University was a great school, so that I attended. You know, yeah. diverse group of teachers. Yeah, you know, free tuition. Hell yeah. <laughs> Promote, so, promote YouTube University, y'all. You. Watch people start exactly. looking up YouTube University. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> hey, if, they, if YouTube sends me a check, I ain't gonna be mad. I know, <laughs> like, right? So. so, are you on YouTube? But, no, that's actually something I'm gonna do this year. Uh, I wanna. I talked to my community people, and they're like, "Hey, we want you to like, we want to have you know tutorial videos and stuff." So I figured, you know, I, after teaching for all these years, I finally have wrapped my brain around, okay, what do I want to, you know, talk and do lessons over and let people mm-hmm. know about whether, you know, and some stuff will be, you know, business related because I know that's a lot of questions that I get is about business. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's, I know there's a billion art tutorial videos out there how to do stuff and, but there's you know, your... it's kind of like, well, right, which, and that's how I had to think about it was like, okay, well, there's, people are going to go and check these videos because I'm doing it. And I mm-hmm. try to make things very simple because I try to think about how, um, Basically, I did stuff when I was teaching my high school. Because I'm like, if I can teach a 12, 13-year-old, you know, or 14, how to do something that's super complex, like breaking down cellular respiration and all its parts and the amino acids and, the, you know, all the things that you need, mm-hmm. 
I think I can break down how to draw people and do coloring stuff and painting stuff. You know, yeah, like, you, know, you know you can. Like Don't say I think I can. You can do that. Sure. There's nothing right. that's stopping you, you from you it. Go. If you can do it for yourself, you can teach somebody else how to do it. But uh, okay, so True. I got two. I got two entrepreneurial ideas for you. Okay, um, you can okay. take them if you want. You, it's your decision. Mm-hmm. So, I recommend you do is create a TikTok compilation for yourself. Okay, and that could be a YouTube video oh, wow. because the thing is that those carry a lot of weight, a lot of weight. Because, say, five years from now, somebody's looking up William Tolliver, they'll see mm-hmm. William Tolliver TikTok top compilation that's going to lead them to your YouTube channel, lead them to more videos, and like want to check out mm-hmm. more. And they're already found you on TikTok, so that means your content on TikTok is good. So that means reuse that content, make it into a YouTube video. Don't, don't, don't miss out on the opportunity to capitalize not capitalize but to leverage something you've already done right. okay that so is, i would I, I would recommend you definitely do a tiktok compilation multiple if you want yeah. you could do like categories like oh these are ones about black women art or you know whatever it is whatever yeah. so um that's one idea i have for you another idea i have yeah. for you is something called airbnb experiences you ever heard of it hmm. no what's so- so Airbnb experiences is where you can do it either a virtual experience or you can do it on um, in person. So um, mm-hmm. an idea I would have for you is to do like a paint with me, like a, a vibe and paint with me, you know, like because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a side that people may or may not see as often. Like we see your product, but like, I, do you really show yourself painting and stuff like that? Or I didn't look too uh, deep. I some I mean like I'll do process videos, but it's only like you know two one or two seconds per part. Mm-hmm. But but like I have a whole session like there, I've done like one or two lives where I actually just like put the live on and I'll just paint and I actually forget that I'm on live and I'll just be mm-hmm. doing what I do. You just yeah. But, so yeah. that's that's what I'm saying is that with the Airbnb experience, everybody who would be in your class they would have to pay to be there. So one one mm-hmm. thing is you would be get, getting paid per person. So say you charge um 10 15 dollars per person or 30 dollars a person whatever you decide mm-hmm. that's how much you would get paid per person um it's something you can do from anywhere so you could be mm-hmm. in you can be in china filming an airbnb experience you know on zoom and people will oh. people will sign up and it's like airbnb automatically drives traffic to their site so mm-hmm. on there already selling experiences so if you find an experience that's specific to you you know, and you get those good reviews, you're going to get that consistently and you can do it from anywhere in the world. So that's, that's something okay, I okay, encourage you. Okay. Yeah. I Airbnb like experiences. I like yeah. If, I just wrote that down. Yeah. Anybody listening, that's just one of the tips that's in my e-course y'all. <laughs> so just check it out. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that like definitely Find ways to get your skill out to more people, impact more people, and you will continue to grow your influence and you will continue to grow your wealth because the more people who rock with you, the more people who want to support you. And you already know this. You already know this. Yeah, it's been, this year has been uh, very eye-opening. But, um, oh, I just remembered your your question before. What did I do outside of school stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Dang, what did I do? You wrote those things down, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of okay. Course. Okay. Cool. I, I, I stay. I stay ready. I stay. That's ready. good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so wait. So when I went to school, I actually ran track for a while, like the first year. 
Mm-hmm. And then I did intramural sports like basketball and we did football stuff. Uh, I took up a dance class. I like, wanted to do like dance classes for a little bit. Cause what I, kind I, of I dance? Like contemporary jazz stuff. Okay. Modern. It was contemporary. It was like contemporary modern. And I, and I was like, I don't, you know, because you, you see, like I've, I've seen like Dallas Black Dance Theater and stuff down here and like mm-hmm. Alvin Ailey and stuff like that where it's like, okay, like. I never understood. I don't. I never understood the movements of why certain movements were chosen and why certain movements represent different certain styles of dance. So yeah. that that was cool to to see that and get a better like get an intro essentially. I wasn't any good, but you know, it was I still was probably a fun experience. You know, yeah. oh yeah, something yeah, different. So that was that was cool. Yeah, definitely. And then I used to be a really big gamer for a long time. Mm-hmm. But then that that kind of changed. That changed probably in the past couple of years. Actually, like I I was a gamer for a long time. Like I would stay, you know, I'd be standing outside of GameStop at midnight. Oh lord! Get things. Yeah, you were serious so was, about it. You was not oh, playing yeah. no games. Exactly. Like I was always playing, entering tournaments. Like me and some of my friends, we play tournaments. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to try to win money and stuff like that. And oh, I'm wow, just, like, this, that's cool I, though. Yeah, like, I, I still, like, it's crazy because I still have, like, multiple systems, but they, the only thing that really touches them is dust. These days, they just be sitting there because it's, like, my free time, I'm, like, I'd rather create something than play the game. And sometimes, like, I'll, I'll play a little bit. Like, me and my friend will play. One of my line brother will play uh, Call of Duty for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just, like, de-stress for yeah. 30 minutes and be like, all right, bro, I, I'll catch you later. So I, I understand. And get back to Because it pulls yeah. you. The the creating oh, pulls yeah. you, you know. That's where you like spending your time, and that's it's going to always pull you. So that's good. That's very good. I think I agree with the whole, like, because for me, I kind of distance myself from watching TV so much. Or if I do watch mm-hmm. TV, it's, like, watching specific types of shows. Like, stuff that, like, pulls me in. Like, I love Game of Thrones. Um yeah, I love so the visuals. Yeah. I love like the sets. Yeah. I love the graphics. I love Daenerys. Like I love her. Like I really love Daenerys. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I love the whole show. I love the production aspect of it. So it it pulls me in there. But I can't sit and watch just any old show anymore. I just can't do oh, it. Oh no, same same. I think honestly, when I'm watching TV, it's usually. Most of the time, like ninety nine percent of the time, is like anime because I love I love watching anime. Mm-hmm. And then, other than that, I'm watching like This Is Us or some random thing that's on the top ten for Netflix because you know yeah. it's like trending or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, always the best though. Yeah, it's not like you'll watch something and be like, oh, okay, that was I don't understand why this is hyped up. Mm-hmm. But then other things you'll see that are just random because I'm a I'm a big movie person. I will put on movies all day long. Mm-hmm. you know what's your why, favorite like, movie even, that's like asking me do i want air to breathe like a, uh, um, top five top five what's the first five that okay. comes to your mind first five gladiators one okay i like historical stuff um russell crowe russell crowe is amazing in that uh training day with uh, denzel uh, of course yes i mm-hmm. mean iconic iconic movie absolutely uh, I definitely Titanic. I I really love Titanic. Oh, so you're romantic? Yeah, uh, yeah, hopelessly. It's okay. So, (laughs) 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 other movies. Let's see. So I really love Lilo and Stitch. Ooh, I love Lilo and Stitch. I love I love Shrek too. Shrek is one of my favorites. 
Wait, the very first one or the or very like first one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, Shrek Two is my favorite one out of those ones. I understand. Something, something about like that. I, and when they storming through the castle, I was like, "Oh, that's a lot." That was. It was so a well lot. Done. It was a long movie. <laughs> it was a long movie, so but good. it's worth the journey. You know, it's a journey they're taking you on. I was just talking to my dad about this. He was just saying how, like, they really aren't, like, creating a lot more movies with, like, a journey, like, where it really takes you somewhere, know. you know? Exactly. Like, I just watched uh, Encanto, and I was just like, I felt like it was cool, but it was kind of not, it didn't, it wasn't, like, you know, fulfilling, I felt like. it's The way it kind of got hyped up, I thought it was going to be more. What movie? The Encanto movie or Encanto movie that just came out on Disney Plus with oh, okay. the... Spanish family that they like their you house ever seen Soul? Like magic in it. Of course, of course. Yes, they that's one of my favorites, home. man. That was good. Um, was I so have good. to be honest with you. I do have to go to the bathroom real quick. So, can <laughs> I? Can we pause for like ten minutes and come back? Yeah, this is like do I just need to log back on through the? the yeah, phone? I will just send you the same link uh, again in like okay. ten minutes. Is that all right? All right, that works. Yeah, that all works. Right. All right, cool. All right. I appreciate you. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Hey. Sorry go. for taking so long. My bad. There you go. You're good. I was good. grabbing some water from the place, but uh, you still good? Yeah, yeah, I'm still, still are, good. Are you limited on time? Actually, right now I'm just working on a digital design, so <laughs> multitasking at the moment. So. Mm-hmm. so okay. Cool. Ready. So, um. What was the last thing that we talked about? Last thing that we said. We were talking about Shrek. Oh, yeah. We were talking about movies. Okay. So, um, I want to switch to... Let's talk a little bit about your spiritual journey. Um, So, tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, And, I guess, what aspect? So... There's a lot that went on there. I understand. Um, I guess... (laughs) when did you start becoming more spiritual and like what kind of things, what kind of messages have you been receiving from God? Um, I became more spiritual. I would say, uh, hmm. well, I guess it that transition started to happen when I was in grad school. Mm-hmm. I really was looking into, I started reading a lot about metaphysics and like stuff like that. And I really thought that was interesting and then what um, is metaphysics what is metaphysics for anybody who doesn't know so basically like the idea that like everything is encompassed within itself right mm-hmm. so nature and the world the rest of the world exists in the space that correlates to us living and existing so we kind of feed off of each other in my mind mm-hmm you know, and that there's a distinct relationship between like consciousness and like how your mind works and how matter is made. So like, almost like the idea of like manifestation stuff. So like, you know, you put your mind, like if you think that you're going to have a bad day, you're going to have a bad day because you're putting that energy out into that world and the energy just like transfers into certain circumstances and events that then affect you. Mm-hmm. It make your then, day bad. Um, yeah, it can make your day bad, which, you know, it kind of goes back to, like, that idea that if you're looking for something, you're going to find it mm-hmm. because you're putting your energy into looking for that thing. 
and yeah. vice versa, you know, you know, so it's, you know, that whole law of attraction kind of idea. And that's at least how I broke it down. And then, like, I kind of dove deeper into it with uh, this idea of, like, the collective conscious, which is, like, you have, it's, like, this theory that um, essentially, like, time, I mean, obviously, time is a made-up conscious, like, time is a thing. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, you see the progression of time, but the construct that we've formed time into, into, like, 24-hour days, 60 seconds in a minute, you know, like, all that stuff yeah. is a man-made thing that, you know, though technically there's the rest of the world follow that same timeline or because you think of like dogs and stuff right or like you know you think of like dog years mm-hmm. technically it's like okay well their cells metabolize and have a shorter lifespan and it's equivalent to our cells working seven times faster than what they do so then that's why we say like oh you know they have seven every year for us is seven years for them but in reality time is this shorter for them in a way but so what if what if their time construct was if they could like you know verbalize stuff to us what if their time construct was different you know pertaining mm-hmm. to them so it's kind of like that idea and then like you would have a thing where if you our consciousness is like awakened at certain points in this like collective conscious right so no one really technically quote-unquote dies in, in the theory and it's mm-hmm. like Okay, well, that's why and it explains things like kids that know about things that happened in like the 1900s or something that they literally have no way to know this. Like mm-hmm. certain details have been documented throughout time, or even, and it also can explain why you have inventors and like quote unquote prodigies that, like, how did you know how to make the internet the internet? Like, there's no basis for this. Yeah. No, Where did this come you know, from? Thoughts. Where did this come from? Right. And that's that could be a thing of that. They theorize that, okay, well, this was like a transfer of consciousness and certain parts remain. So that's why you innately knew how to do X, Y, and Z. And then, of course, you know, the, the spiritual side of the people can be like, well, that was divine intervention of like, you know, God was speaking to you and letting you know these things. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's quote unquote rationale for everything. But um, I would say that it got stronger once I really took some time to really just kind of reassess and quiet my mind after I got out of school and that some things were, were up to me where it's like, you can pray about stuff and you can ask God for help and guidance. And I become more intentional with how I pray. And my mom was always like, you need to be specific because I noticed when I would ask for things in a general sense mm-hmm. or whatever, then it's something like, I was like, Oh, this happened, but I should have been more specific, you know, like, yeah. So I've been, I've learned to try to fine tune that and that has helped me like even with this journey now like I prayed a lot about it because I I know before I actually made that final decision to quit I had been asking God I was like I need can you show me a sign that lets me know like this is time and of course you know God works in a way that he's not going to be like this is your moment do it right now like it's not going to be like that yeah but he'll he'll present an opportunity or a situation to where you can choose to either walk through the door or not. Mm-hmm. And I had that walk through the door moment. And it was then at that time that I had to make up in my mind, am I going to take this leap or continue to be like, Oh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if this is the sign or not. And it's like, you feel it. Like, I feel like we all have a feeling in that we know when something is being told to us in a way that isn't just us, you know, it's a more spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. and you know we can make that decision whether or not to listen to that voice or ignore it you know yeah so what was the what was the situation or the opportunity that presented you to decide to quit your job 
Uh, so, oh, and what so were you? Like, long... What were you doing at the time? So at the time, so this was actually, uh, I guess it started back in 2019, like that that feeling of restlessness and not being satisfied with teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would be stressed out, you know, and I could physically tell the stress was getting to me. Like I was like biting my cheek and stuff more. Like I was like, my hair started to like get thinner and stuff too. And like, I just wasn't taking care of myself as much mm-hmm. because I was so stressed busy. out with work stuff and mm-hmm. busy. Right. And, you know, like art wise, it was like, I was doing stuff and trying to do more shows, be more active. And I, at the time I had become more purposeful with what I was creating. So then the pandemic hit and I when I tell you it felt like so much of like a breath of fresh air like I every beat part of my being needed that mm-hmm. because I had gotten to like a uh, like it was almost like at a breaking point and it was like I had asked I was like man I, I just need I need a moment I need a moment I was looking forward to spring break because I was like I need a moment to just have some time to get it together mm-hmm. and he's like oh I'll give you more than a moment <laughs> and you know, do with it what you will. And over time, things started happening, you know, social media started to grow and everything else like that. And when I came back to school, the for 20, the 2020 school year, it was like all of a sudden, all these things started to happen. Where, because I had done a lot of stuff in the summer and I could start to see like, oh, okay, you know, people are liking my work and what I'm doing and the message. Like the, I was, the community was starting to get built and people were starting to see my work and support what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so that was exciting. And then, you know, I got on the news for some stuff. And so when I got back to school, teachers were like, oh, my God, like, we saw you on the news. And this is so awesome. Like, you're one of our teachers. And they were really, really hyped right there. Like, oh, yeah, like one of our teachers on the news. For yeah, this, like one of our teachers. Yeah, I right. got you. And they were excited, right? And But then that came at a cost, I felt like. Because then it was almost like now there's, like, a target on me. So now there's more eyes on me. And so then all these issues started to happen during the school year with, you know, um, I had made like a couple of TikTok videos with some of my kids. Like one of them was like one of my kids, because I had, since I had a lot of kids from biology, they were like, you know, they were older and they were taking science, like physics and chemistry. And I would still help them with some of their homework and lessons. And so, Cause I still knew it, even though I wasn't teaching anymore because I was teaching art. Mm-hmm. So I would have kids that I had taught previously and they would come in just, you know, say, Hey, what's up? And, you know, we would talk about work and anything they needed help with. And, you know, because they were like, well, we trust you more. And we, we know you understand how to teach us. So, like, can you help me with this? And I was like, okay, cool. And I would have little study sessions during lunch and things like that after school. But they no had an deal. issue and with like, that. And they did. And that one of the videos I had made, one of the kids, and he was a kid that he he wasn't good at, like, biology. And science wasn't his thing, but we made it work. But mm-hmm. then, like, this year with this last year with physics, he was super excited about physics, and they were learning about, like, force and motion. And I remember he we made a video, because he's like, oh, can you put it on your TikTok? Because he showed us how to break an apple with your finger, mm. like, a whole apple. And I was like, how the heck did you do that? Because he yeah. literally just, like, hit it, and it split in half. And I was like, you cut it. Why are you relying? Like, there ain't no way. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, no, for real. Like, and he was talking about the pressure points and all that they had learned. And he showed us, like, yo, we got it. He's like, can you make a video and then put it on your page? And he's telling me. I was like, sure, why not? Like, I, you know, if I can use my platform to help you get recognition for doing something you love to do, mm-hmm. like the fact that you're you're teaching people stuff. Like if he w- he literally was talking about, so you put this amount of force and pressure here because of this, 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 and this. And he was giving a science lesson in something that was really cool. And I was like, this is a kid that last year would never have done that. Mm-hmm. So you so were trying to encourage him. 
Right, exactly. I was trying to encourage him, hype him up about it, because that's exciting to mm-hmm. see. And I remember like that happened, and another kid did a spoken word piece. Really shy kid, never wanted to talk in class. Now he's now he's doing spoken word pieces and in, entering poetry stuff because we would go over his his poetry and his like his spoken word stuff and getting his thoughts out on paper when I had him in my class the year before. Mm-hmm. So then I put that on my social media. So like two instances like that, and then you know HR came in talking about you don't have consent for them to be on your page. And we suggest that you remove your page and you know have it go private and blah blah blah. What? So that was like the, yeah. Yeah, so that was like one of the beginning things. Then I don't know if you heard about this recently. One of like the kid that um, he had went to a party, not party, but he went to a friend's house and they forced him to drink urine from a cup. I don't know if you heard about that. No, I have not. So that was one. So the kid in question was one of my students. It was her little brother. And she was telling me about what happened. He was in middle school at the time. And he had went to, you know, guys he was thought he was friends with, went to their house. They woke him up and recorded him, like, recorded him. And they forced him to drink urine from it and sent the video to everybody at the school. Wow. And he, he tried to commit suicide. Oh, my god. So goodness. it was like, you know, he had issues with just being at school and being bullied really bad by not only the students, but teachers. It was like a whole thing. It was like all over the news down here mm-hmm. and stuff. But, um... You know, we were talking about that, and I made a video on my TikTok, just a PSA, like, hey, this is a situation that's happening. You know, I didn't really drop any names like that. I, yeah, I showed you the just, clip. Yeah. And, yeah. And I just made a public service announcement, and I literally said, just like, hey, you know, bullying is a really big problem, whether that's in person or virtually, you know, and you need to check on your kids, especially younger kids, because a lot of times they won't speak up and say something if something's wrong. Like, they'll just kind of go about their day. And I've had friends that have lost, you know, cousins and brothers and sisters due to, you know, bullying where they took their own life. They yeah. they went to the, you know, parent, went to the grocery store, came back, their kids hanging from the banister. Like, wow. Stuff like that. So I'm like, that's a big deal because you don't want to wait till it's too late and you don't. Yeah. You're not here anymore. You had so, good intention I mean, with it. It wasn't exactly mal- malicious intent or anything like that. Exactly. No malicious intent, nothing crazy. One of the parents of one of the boys that um, was re- like involved in the incident, I had her son in my class, and I didn't, I didn't even know this at the time. And she filed, so basically they reported the video, and then I had to go to HR and deal with all this HR stuff about the video and how she felt like it was inappropriate that I was taking sides, and I was, you know, it, she what? questioned my ability as a teacher. And my judgment is she feared for her son's safety in class and, you know, like, Lies. all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, I didn't even know your son, like, your son was even involved, like, mm-hmm. in it, like that it was your family until you said this. No one would have known if you didn't say anything. And, it was like, my video had nothing to do. Like, I wasn't bashing anybody. I was just, like, bringing awareness. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that was another issue. So then from then on, like, the rest of the school year, I mean, I would have to walk through coming through my room, like, every week people coming through and checking on you seeing what you were doing watching you okay Mm -hmm. so it was a hostile work environment right exactly and it's like little microaggressive things of like oh you know we had star testing one week for so like our state testing and you know it was the last day of the week the kids were working on the big project because you know in art class you don't do necessarily have an assignment every single day you have a project that you work on over time Mm -hmm. so you know, a lot of times I tell the kids, hey, you listen to music, you know, da, da, da. if you're done with this part of the section of the project, work on something for another class. If you need to catch up on stuff, catch up on another classwork. Hold on you one know, second. Can't... 
I have one question. Are you teaching? So you were teaching art in in high mm-hmm. school. Okay, so you were teaching high yeah, art last year. in in your last year, but before then you were teaching right. biology. Biology. Yeah. Okay, yes. so how did you make that? Okay, well we'll we'll come back to that. Keep going with your story. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, the change. I, I I remember that how to make how I made that change. Um, so. You know, then, like, you know, principals came in and made a whole public email about, like, because one of my kids was working on another subject in class. One was listening to music, like, watching a show. But it's your still class, working. bro. And, I, and that's the thing. They're still being productive. I'm like, you're not, I say, I can't even sit there and be mad and be like, you can't watch. Because I will literally turn on a show. Like, we'll turn on, like, a show or something or put on music and, and create. I don't sit here and create in silence. Yeah. Like, that's, that's weird. That so, is weird. That was like a whole thing. And then the final straw was the uh, very last day of the semester. I mean, the very, very last day. Like I was packing stuff up for the summer. You know, at this time, I was still like on the fence about if I was coming back. But, you know, like I was still leaning more towards it. Like, yeah, I'll give myself another year because that should give me more time to get things set up. You know, have more money set aside just in case. And I get a call from like this one of the district numbers at like 8.50 something in the morning. Our day starts at 9. Which is really weird. I'm thinking it's like, you know, the traditional end of the year call. Make sure your room is locked up. Put your stuff away for the summer, blah, 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 blah. You know, like mm-hmm. normal teacher stuff. I answer the call and it's like, hey, this is so-and-so from the head of the HR department in the district. Uh, we had a report of somebody filed a complaint against you. And this is our the third time that we've gotten a complaint about you do and da-da-da-da. Basically, it was about uh, they questioned me using my social media as leverage and my role as a teacher to help me make sales during contract hours. Bruh. And that was a violation of my contract and in the best interest of the students in the district. And, you know, they were under review for stuff. So I had, I spent like the whole day that day, that Friday, and then most of the weekend dealing with HR stuff. And when I got off of that call, when he called me in like the middle of him talking a voice literally came out and he's like, you're done. This is it. This is your, this is what I've been asking for. Yeah. This is the last, the last straw. Mm-hmm. That was, that was literally it. Cause it was so many things and they're like someone in the district filed a complaint and all this other stuff. And, you know, they were just going through my social media, asking me about all this other stuff. And I'm just like, you know, their main complaint obviously was like, oh, you're making money doing contract. I was like, I do stuff during my lunch break, which is my time. And then I do stuff after school, which is not during contract hours. There's so many days I stay after school, whether that was for basketball practice, clubs that I ran, kids that didn't have anywhere to go because their parents were late. I would stay after school and I would be there. Like, y'all can chill in my room instead of being outside in the cold or, you know, just like sitting out here. Mm-hmm. You can sit here and then when your parents come to have them call you or text you and then you can go do whatever, you know? Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm there till six, seven o'clock, that's on me. Like school ends at four. That's like your choice. It's your choice. That's my choice. It's your time, so, bro. Exactly. My and that was like that. So after that, I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm done. And I understand. That was like the big thing. But um, I think the question you were going to ask, like, how do I make that transition from biology to art? Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I have some so, other follow up questions after that too. Okay. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so if anyone doesn't know for teaching, at least in Texas, you can, if once you basically get your teacher certification, you can take the test to take any other subject without really having any background knowledge about it. Like if I wanted to be a history teacher, I could to take the history test and go teach the class. Hmm. So 
there's a thing if you're thinking if you're a teacher and you want to switch <laughs> to another yeah. course another subject teachers do it all the time um i mean ideally they do want you to have some background you know it really depends on the district and your principal because it's your principal's decision but uh the guy that was our teacher previously he actually was joining the military and me and him were really cool and he was talking about leaving i was like oh this is my opportunity to switch to art because you know, I had taught biology for a while and I knew that it was my time in the science department was done because mm-hmm. I just, my patients and stuff, this wasn't at the same level. And it was like two really challenging years back to back. And I was just like, I learned a lot about how to teach and how to teach in a more simplistic form, which I feel like now I look back that I needed that in order to like be able to really effectively communicate material to mm-hmm. different age groups of people. You know, so um, definitely beneficial, but it it wasn't as hard as, and it wasn't like a big a big deal. It was more so just part of it was politics and literally just going to go take the test. Nothing really crazy. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, that's very cool that you were able to make that switch because that was something that you were probably more like inclined to do, like not as tedious and as uh, it's the same all the time. You know. Right. Exactly. But um, so I want to talk a little bit about you had mentioned like how, you know, everybody was kind of coming after you at that place. Mm -hmm. They were all like. It's clear there was a lot of uh, judgmentalness, judgmentalness, uh, closed mindedness. And um, I guess for me, I want to I want to know more about like, how did you deal with that emotionally? You know, having that stress of like everybody's out to get you and like, how am I going to keep doing this? Like, how did you, how did you handle that? Um, honestly, it really fueled my fire to, to put into my craft even more, mm. you know, so I turned, turned that negativity into something positive, which, you know, for, for me, that art has always kind of been that because when I first started creating, I couldn't create unless I was, going through something emotionally like it had to be I created from like pain and negativity mm. so I think that's something and I know that's like kind of a messed up way to when you but I mean it's about, cathartic it's cathartic it's true it really is you know and I've had to learn to I developed discipline over the years so where it's not necessarily always emotionally driven but when I start doing it a piece of me becomes part of the piece but in that particular space it was just like you know okay y'all Y'all are saying all these things and doing all these things. Like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna show y'all something. Mm-hmm. Just you wait, basically, you know. And it's okay, like, you know, it just became a thing. And I'm, and I'm a really laid back person anyway, so a lot of things don't bother me because I have a really kind of like, you know, I don't really give a fuck attitude. I don't like to say that on here. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, it's, you're fine. You're fine. You can speak okay. your speak your mind. I, I like okay, yeah. person and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's me. Like, I, I, if anyone knows me, like, I really have a very nonchalant, I don't give a fuck attitude a lot of times. And a lot mm-hmm. of you know, people, when they meet me, they're like, you're just really super chill and don't care about a lot of stuff. It's like, I just pick and choose what I give my emotional spike, my energy to. Because if you allow people to manipulate your energy that don't matter, you're going to be in a constant state of, like, chaos and never happy. And I got to realize that dealing with kids because it's like, they'll, they'll push your buttons and if you keep mm-hmm. letting them do it, you're always going to be upset and frustrated every day. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not the one. Like that's, that was For real. Like, I'm not the one. <laughs> I have a story to tell you after this, but I was mm-hmm. going to say that the reason why is because you are emotionally intelligent. 
you are you understand how emotions work you understand how energy works you understand that if someone's giving you negativity and you give it back that's just going to be bad on you so you just choose to focus on you you know so that's not a bad thing i think anybody listening if you've never heard of emotional intelligence you should probably look into it i know my myself i had to like really understand that more because i didn't understand why certain things were the way they were but Okay, so along with the thing about the kids pushing your buttons, man, I got a little story time, okay? (laughs) So there was this one time I was a swim instructor, okay? So I teach kids Mm. how to swim. I teach adults how to swim. I can teach people how to swim. I'm certified. Mm. I was teaching this class, and I had these level Mm. threes in there. So level three is when they're comfortable in the water. They can Mm. glide in the water. They can kick, but they can't move their arms yet. Okay. So that's, that's the level I was working with. So the kids are a little bit, they can stand up in the water. They're fine. So I had this one kid, he was a redhead. Mind you, I'm teaching in a predominantly white area, you know, just saying Mm. that. But, um, so the kid, the redhead, he was hitting me literally. Yes. Literally hitting me spitting water in my face while I'm trying to teach a class of five kids like he was digging his nails in my back like he was doing all this stuff I try to tell him to sit on the side of the sit you have to sit on the side of the pool like I'm I'm pausing the whole class to discipline this child mind you the parents they're in the they're they're supposed to be in the room watching from the other side you know like the parents are not just supposed to drop their kids off to swim school and just dip out like you're supposed right, to pay right, attention yeah. <laughs> because for all you know, the swim instructor could be doing the wrong thing and your kid could be drowning. So if you're not there, you're not banging on the window like, hey, hey, watch, you know, like, so it's right. it's, a, it's a high risk sport, you know, it's very dangerous mm-hmm. when it comes to swimming and you're dealing with kids because if you don't know what you're doing, they can really drown. So the thing is, is that I didn't do anything bad, but. So the kid was like really bullying me in the pool mm-hmm. the entire class, like a solid 15 minutes. So I'm just like, okay, you don't want to listen? All right, we going to the deep end. Everybody, come on, we going to the deep end. Like, oh, <laughs> like, no. like we oh, going to no. the deep end. Yep, you want to play with me? We going to the, like, you better hold on to the oh, wall. Man. You better hold on. <laughs> Like, I was not playing with him. Like, I didn't do anything bad or anything, but I just told him, hey, uh, you know who got your life in you? <laughs> like, you know I got your life in my hands right now, right? Like, you you want to be a good kid. You don't want to be a bad kid. I was trying to right. get, I was trying to teach him discipline, but his parents clearly just let him run him up. Like, literally. Yeah, that's not your job. That should be your job. It's not my job to raise your child. Like, that was a that was a maturity like patience <clears throat> lessons for me because it was just like yo this kid is literally bullying me in the water there's parents watching on the other side they see me not being able to teach their kids because this one kid is being bad you know like he's holding right. up the whole class for everybody and nobody's stepping in nobody's even the people who my manager nobody stepped in they all was just letting it happen so and mind yeah, you you're nah, on nah. you're on um presentation when you're teaching a swim coach like when you're swim coaching everybody's watching you mm-hmm. everybody's listening uh-huh. to what you're saying they're watching what you're doing with the kids they're making sure that you know because i'm not gonna lie like it's it's a situation where if 
someone steps one foot too far, they live. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the way the pool is. It goes from low to high. So if the kid right. takes one step too far and they don't know how to hold their breath or they don't know how to blow out their nose, you know, they're getting water in their mouth, they're getting water in their nose, they don't know how to do these things. So it's a it's a serious thing, you know, to teach someone how to swim. It's not something you should take lightly. But I'm just saying that I'm definitely not. Like have you had a situation like that where like a kid really tried you or like really, you know, made you almost lose Ooh. your cool? Oh man. I think there's very few times I let them get get me to that point. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that came to mind when you when you talked about that is um it was my I think I think it was the spring semester of my first year. I think it was the spring semester. Maybe it was my second year. I can't, they kind of blur together because we do the same thing every year. You see the time? Uh, huh? Oh, it's different time on your time. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Do you believe in angel numbers? Well, it's 233. Oh, it's 333 on yours. Mm-hmm. It's 233 on mine, yeah. I, I, my, one of my friends, she's really into that, and she'd be breaking it down because I don't, I don't know that kind of stuff. But she's like, oh, you just, it's 444. It's 222. I'm like, uh... What does that mean? Those are good signs. Okay. So you never heard of Minx Diva? Because you saying some things that she said, and I'm thinking like, oh, you probably watched the videos. You never Mm-mm. seen the videos? Mm-mm. Listen, okay. Mm-mm. So you you coming on my podcast, man? You ain't even listened to the mm-hmm. first episode. The first episode. I know, I was, I, that was <laughs> it's really okay. I'm not coming for you. Episode. I'm just joking. But low key though, low key though. I'm just yeah. joking, but you should you should <laughs> check it out for real because. Minx Diva, she she gives her uh, her uh, her messages on what the angel numbers mean, and I'm not gonna lie, they are uh, on point with my life. They are like absolutely on point. So like every time I see a number and I listen to the mm-hmm. message, you get a message. You know, it may not be all everything she has to say, but like something she says is gonna resonate with you, and it's gonna be like, okay, you're on the right path. They're okay. This means this. Okay. This is, this is the time that you need to embrace this change. You know, like certain things like Mm. that. It's like, yes, you're, you're spiritual and you have been following your spirit, but there's more messages to be heard. There's always more to look, to learn, you know? So I encourage you to really look into it. If she's on YouTube, so you can just literally any, any angel number, if you see an angel number, then look it up Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Don't look it up on Google. Look it up on YouTube and listen to Minx Diva. No, I'm serious because Google, everything on Google is SEO. So you can't really, Uh, you can't really base it on that because if someone has really good SEO where they wrote angel numbers so many times in their blog posts that they show up first, Mm -hmm. you know, that's different than like someone really resonated with and she's blowing up like she her videos continue to blow up people continue to come across her yes yes and she's from um Mm. north carolina she got a whole a whole spirituality shop like she put me on to this really good incense that smells so good it smells so good and then she put me on to uh burning palo santo i don't know if you ever heard of that it's just wood it's just wood you're just burning wood yeah I'm just saying, like, I'm not that spiritual where, like, I'm, like, like, I, 
I connect with the angel numbers because it connects me to God and the messages are from God. And I feel like very mm-hmm. connected when I listen to her. So mm-hmm. um, that's where I really feel that it's encouraged me to keep going on my journey. Like it's like motivational speaking too, just like preaching, oh. you know, like listening to a preacher, but it's like a different right. type of preaching. Like she's preaching from her car, you know, like, which is pretty cool, you know? If you think about it, like right. it's somebody random you never would have met before, really cool person, great vibe, and you get to experience that, like just by watching it on YouTube. Like it's lit. I love it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I got very distracted. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. You asked me about. Oh yeah, oh, tell me about a time. Internet. You gotta tell me about okay. a time. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so I'll take y'all back then. Let's see. So it was. It was spring, I think it was spring semester. We were doing lab one day, you know, biology lab. You have, you know, a bunch of different tools and stuff, everything that you're using. I think at the time we were about to get ready to do dissections. And I had went over all the safety stuff, you know, something you go over all the time. But you still, mm-hmm. you know, reiterate it. There's no kids being kids. Sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't, whatever. To the safety and, rules? They don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times they don't. They listen enough to take the little quiz or the test so they don't fail and look stupid. Because mm. then say, how you feel the safety quiz, bro? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? You was probably a cool teacher, man. You was yeah. probably a real cool teacher. From the from the kids say, so I, I rock with that. They yeah. say I was. So and you um, on TikTok, yeah. man? You probably lit, lit, like yeah, yeah. you got to be. Yeah, they, I mean, that was them. They were the ones busy telling me to get on that thing. I would, if it wasn't for them, I would never got on. I really, honestly, that if I never wow. did that, then I That's wouldn't lit. be. I wouldn't be where I am now. That's so, lit. So you so, went. You, know. you took a step that it seems like a misstep, but it wasn't a misstep because it still led you on the path. Exactly. Exactly. So even I though would have thought this, because even teaching art, you know, you went to school for something different. So it was just like. You kind of like let your spirit, like low key. You you're on the path. You're always on the path. Like everybody's on the path. They just don't realize yeah. it. And that's they, the thing. It's like realizing when you have those moments that are those like aha, scream at you, move your entire soul moments. Like some don't sit right. Mm-hmm. Not to ignore them because those are usually those moments that could be ones that are potentially life changing and it might not seem it at the moment. It's not it might not happen right away. And I feel like that's what a lot of people look for is they want that at like that that perfect like right right then. But um, they're getting that reassurance all the time. They just aren't listening to it. You know, like I feel like we know when we're happy and we know when we're pretending to be happy. Like right. look like even behind like behind the, the mask. Behind the mask that we put up when we go to work and when we conduct ourselves as professionals, you know, um, I well, feel, I feel like, like you just did air quotes in there. I, I did. Feel like I, air I did. I did. <laughs> professionals. I'm just saying just that, like, being somebody we not mm-hmm. doing something yeah. we're not, like, adapting, listening to rules, listening to what other people say, following their how we they think we should be you know or following the dreams that or just literally surviving you know surviving Mm -hmm. surviving it's more than that life is more than surviving like i want to that's not and here's the thing is when i was in college 
I was watching um this is don't judge me. You you know about Armand and Trey? Mm-hmm. You know about Queen Naja and Chris? Yeah. Yeah. You followed the whole thing? Not the whole thing, but I knew like their story for a little bit. Okay. So I was watching them on YouTube when Chris and Queen were Chris and Queen. So I was live, like, literally, when they came out with a video, I was watching it. When they came out, like, I was watching it. I was watching it. Like, it was like, yeah, because here's the thing. They're not that much older than me, right? They're not Mm -hmm. that much older than me. They're Mm -hmm. living the life. They're living. They got a nice house. They spend all day with the family, like they go on right. trips, they they travel together, they go to Target. Like it's just like family vibes and like loving vibes. Mm. At least it seemed like that kind of. But also they pranked each other a lot. So like that was that was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Like after a while, mm. you know the pranks are fake. But fake, in the be- right. in the, the beginning, right. it wasn't though. In the beginning, it wasn't. So that's when it was like the mm. the most authentic. Like I'm not gonna lie. If you go back and watch the Chris and Queen and Armand and Trey pranks or perfect laughs mm. like if you go back and watch them they're really hilarious to me and i just it was really cool to me that they both like they sung music you know that was what they were known for but they also were good for entertaining people you know so mm. just seeing that seeing someone being an influencer at a younger age than i am and i'm in college doing this and i'm doing film and i'm thinking okay so so how I'm going to do this? You know, like, how I'm going to figure this out? Right. So it was just, like, seeing that gave me something to, like, actually, like, compare myself to that was, like, different than anything else I had seen. You know, like, all I've seen right. is people work for somebody. That's all I've seen. i never seen somebody right. work for themselves. So, like, when I saw that, it's, like, slowly but surely. Yeah, it was, like, how I had to click make it click you know so you have to get more information i feel the more information you get you got information about tiktok you didn't know about you know you wasn't on it i wasn't even on tiktok like that until the pandemic so that's actually tiktok is actually how i my i i grew my page my whole page was just reposting tiktoks Mm. that's all it was it was, it was good tiktoks though like it was like either it would make you laugh or it would teach you something or would encourage mm-hmm. you you know like i would just pull out those heartstrings like sharing content that mm-hmm. people like and also putting people on you know because people can have a big tiktok but they may not have that big of a instagram you know so it's like i'm bringing your stuff to this platform i'm helping people find you you know i'm also being right. of service i'm not just taking 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 but i'm giving credit where credit's due you know right. So I just feel like, yeah, I just think that's so crazy that that, like you, you pursued the whole teaching thing. You went to school, you were thinking you were going to be a doctor and you, Mm -hmm. you, you among people who did become doctors, but you still like, was just like, okay, no, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to figure it out. I just knew, like, you know, you just know something's not for you, and that's perfectly fine. I think that's the hardest thing. I know for anybody, you know, you we're so, as human beings, we're so hell-bent on time, right? So we use time as a standard of value, whether that's a relationship, whether that's you working on something, mm-hmm. you know, you put a certain intrinsic value on on time, which, as you should, there's, obviously, that's important. But time isn't 
the end all be all of what something should or shouldn't be or what it should and should look like. And that's something I had to realize that it's like, yeah, sure. I put in six years of, you know, collegiate work in academia to get to a certain point and it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think coming to that realization was really hard because it's like, you went to, you literally went to undergrad, got this whole science degree, then continued on, did a post back that you turned into a master's degree. And then you're still not going to go be a doctor. It's kind of like, now you're talking about you want to be an artist full time. Like, you know, my mom, we make the joke like, oh, I paid $100,000 for you to be an artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, but it was a joke at first. And then but it, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it became a reality, but it wasn't a bad thing though. It was like, oh no, like you're doing something you love to do, and it's 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 more beneficial. And like even looking at it, you know, I was looking at this like um like how much I technically like if I didn't have any like any expenses or anything like that, how much I made, and I was like, I made more than I did in six months than I did in the whole year of teaching. Wow. Which is a crazy thing to think about when it's like, dang, you know, and I have made a video about this on Instagram recently. It's like one of my friends, he always used to tell me when we were like kicking and stuff, he'd be like, man, imagine if you gave your business a hundred percent of your time right now, you're only giving it 25%. But what if you really gave it a hundred just for like a year or so mm-hmm. and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And me giving it a hundred and seeing how things have changed just in six months not even a full six months. I'm just like, I'm excited to see where the year is, you know, where that two year mark is and how that growth and evolution keeps happening. Cause one thing is it's like, it's not like I'm running out of ideas or things to do or things to make, you know, it's, it's not that I don't have that problem. I, it's, it's more so I have the opposite where it's like, I have too many ideas. I, I know. Right. Hey, I don't nah, know. I, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know what just happened, think, but it it just cut off for some reason. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard you say something, and then I like I responded, and you're like, "Hello," and I was like, "Oh, okay. I don't know what happened." So, um, you said, um, "Where are you?" At? I was just saying you got to check out the first episode, man, because we was talking about that. Because the whole like overwhelming amount of ideas coming and flowing to you at the same time and it's just like damn 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 so many good ideas like oh my gosh where do I start so exactly but that's a good thing honestly that's connection like that's like you are with your gift like you this is you all the way because you can't even stop with the ideas like they just keep flowing Right, and they keep evolving. I think that's and that's the beautiful thing about it because I've realized that I'll be thinking about something. I'll somebody I'm close to. I'll be like, I'll start talking to them about it, and it's almost like the I like the gaps that were there it gets filled mm-hmm. in and flushed out even more. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes like, oh, so what about this, 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 and this? It's like, huh, I never thought of that. Let's let's try this out, mm-hmm. and then it becomes like a whole new thing, you know? Because like one of the things that like I was really passionate about last, you know, that I started last year was um, kind of just having better representation, like with anime, for instance. There's a lot of black cosplayers. I don't know if you're familiar with cosplayers. <laughs> so you're going to do another Boondocks, yes. like something like Boondocks or something like that? So I'm creating Please. my own, yeah, I'm creating my own, uh, I guess like my own like, animation thing that I want to do. I want it to be animated, but right now I want it, it's going to be like a comic. 
And Sorry, I've been I'm thinking so about it. No, yeah, that's good. I, I need that energy because I was like, one of the things as I was thinking about it and it started to flush out, you know, the more I've talked to people and the more I want to incorporate because uh, one of my biggest things about when, you, when you're presenting something to people, you want it to have depth, right? You want it to have some type of value that you can bring to them, even if they don't know that you're doing it. Mm. And like one of the things that, you know, when I was researching people and how they created some shows, like the guy who created Naruto and stuff like that, he was talking about like one of the clans of people that he brought in the reason why their eyes look a certain way is because when he was growing up, Hiroshima happened. Like, and people that he saw in his life growing up, they had like the whited out eyes because of the blind. They got blinded from the, you know, from the blast and like radiation oh poisoning and all that stuff. So he turned characters in the show. He did the exact opposite instead of, you know, because in reality they had really weak eyesight, but in the show he made them have the best eyesight in the show. And wow. I was like, you tying in that he turned it into a, a negative into a positive exactly and that's things like i was when i was thinking about stuff because i like i wanted to create a show that has that highlights us you know we're we're the some of the main characters but there's also obviously going to be different people but a lot of the main characters will be you know black or like afro latino or whatever like or just african in general like i wanted them to have roots because all my friends are from very diverse backgrounds Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like tie all those things in so that, you know, even historical figures and like and moments that happen in history that we necessarily have lost because, you know, they don't teach those things anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't learn about some of the stuff that's happened, you know, back in the 60s and 70s anymore. And things are beginning, quote unquote, removed because of sensitivity issues and you know, they want to make sure things are politically correct now and da 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 da. But it's like some like you can't censor everything. You're censoring it. So yeah. kids don't know. Like you ask kids now about nine eleven, they have no idea what the twin towers are. If you show them a picture of it, but they're like, What is that? Mm-hmm. They don't know what that is. You know, even yeah. in movies, you know. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of things that get lost in translation and I wanna highlight stuff about us that isn't so quote unquote like heavy in terms of like oh, these are like our African roots and this is this and this. And it's like, I want to have those ties in it to where it stimulates your, you know, it's thought provoking, but it still teaches you something without teaching you that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes it very fun and interesting. So it's been really cool to like kind of building those things up and even, you know, and it, and it started with me drawing black cosplayers that I met through TikTok because mm-hmm a lot of them get a lot of hate and a lot of negativity because a lot of the traditional characters that you see in mainstream like media stuff they're not black they don't look like us yeah but we, we, doesn't mean that we can't love it like i can't love harry potter and star wars and i know right you know, any type of anime because i'm black that doesn't make sense I know, if i want right? to dress up as freaking luke skywalker or if i want to dress up as naruto or you know freaking deku from my so, hero academia or whoever so- let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, okay? Mm-hmm. What is it like at those cause things? You know, like I don't know. I just feel like I feel like you should just go check it out. Like if you do one, I don't know. Like I know there's this thing called fan expo, right? So fan expo is more so just anything that has like a fan base. So it could be movies, books. Uh, it could be you know Marvel stuff, it could be DC, like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Or Game of Thrones, like people, yeah, people dress up. 
exactly people dress up as just any character that you can think of that has existed in the entire world it's literally a fan expo it's just a it's a bunch of like it's a convention just for fans of of anything so what do y'all and do i feel like that it's like they have different booths that have merchandise you can meet voice actors uh they people talk about how they started you know some of the writers for shows or some of the actors talk about how they got the role of being the actor so it's just um, a bunch of creatives about, like people yeah, who are kind of hanging out yeah. Okay. And you go, okay. You go check a, it out. Go see. I have, I have a little, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, people do be, people, okay, so as a culture, sometimes we can pick on things that are different. And I feel like right. that's something that, you know, depending on how your parents raised you, de- determine how creative you were allowed to be, you know, like, as a, right. as a boy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and True. would you say that if your mom hadn't been so encouraging of your creativity that you would be comfortable doing those things? Oh, definitely. Cause my mom is, she's really big into like comics because she had older brothers, you know, she's mm-hmm. the youngest girl. So yeah. I think a lot of that stuff, she was just like, I liked it because they liked it. So, you know, I'm gonna introduce mm-hmm. you to it. And, um, you know, kind of from there, it wasn't like a thing that got shunned because my mom was in, you know, just growing up, she was very much so just being inclusive, like, you know, accepting people for who they are and not to judge people. Because even when I had my classroom, I would make sure that I talked to all the kids. And then, you know, we would talk about something. If they brought something up that I knew about, I talk about it. And the thing is, I, growing up, I really did a lot of stuff. So I was familiar with a lot of things and I keep an open mind. And then also if I didn't know about something that one of the kids brought up, I would look it up just to see why are they interested in this. As a so way you were very get... curious as a child. Yeah, like, and and then she she encouraged that. Where it's like, you know, you want to be open minded because then that's when you don't you miss out on opportunities and stuff like that, and just the possibility of new things because you're being closed minded. Because mm. it's like you can't say that you can't don't like something if you haven't tried it. Yeah. Now, if you, you try it and don't like it, all right, cool. Then you can. Then I can't. I can't sit here and argue with you about you. Oh, you could like this or not like this. It's like, well, did you try it? Yeah. Did you like it? No. Like it's like, okay. Are you That's vegan? Cool. I tried it. Don't like it. I understand. So, you know, like I, I mainly like we don't we didn't eat red meat like that in my household, and it's mm-hmm. not like it wasn't like a religious thing. It's just that we, I just wasn't letting grow up on it. We did yeah. a lot of ground turkey. A lot of fish, like a lot of salmon, a lot mm. of catfish, okay. um, you know, chicken. But we weren't eating steaks, and I, we don't we really don't. I don't eat pork really at all. Like anything, I don't eat pork unless it's like a pepperoni pizza. That's crazy. Like My dad guys. did the same thing. He, we didn't eat pork in our household, but we ate red meat. But mm. I, I think it's probably because they were child being health conscious. Because mm-hmm. they say red okay. meat. Is bad, long term. Yeah, exactly. And fish and stuff like that is more nutrients. Exactly, exactly. So they they were they were onto something right there. Did y'all did y'all eat out a lot as a kid or? Nah, it was very much. It was very much like here's leftovers. Grab some leftovers. She would always bring me something when we were like going to McDonald's or something was a big deal. Going to Chick Fil A like. We might we might eat out once a week. And that okay. Was, it wasn't even like you know. And a lot of times it was pizza for movie night, or we'd have nachos. 
or maybe get some tacos or something. Like it was nothing, nothing like, oh, you're hungry and we're driving around. Like, no, nah, we're going to, I brought a snack or I brought some fruit or something. Like, mm. so, okay. So you live in, uh, I'm not trying to put you out there, out there, but you live in Texas? Mm. Yeah. Dallas. So, so is it a lot of Hispanic culture there? Oh, yeah, plenty of it. Plenty of it. That's so a big part of being What are here. some restaurants you recommend in Dallas? Uh, like Mexican restaurants or just in general? Both. Okay. Like, um, I like Indian food, but I don't know if they have Okay. That. Oh, yeah, they do. There's there's one place called... Uh, it's like my, my Rosie Kitchen, which is pretty good. It's like an uptown, so that's more like closer to like the downtown area. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you get from place. there? I like the chicken tikka. Was it masala? The that's tikka like masala, the butter chicken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's like my that's my. I actually was thinking about getting some the other day. Mm. <laughs> it's funny. Um, there. Let me see, I mean, then like our farmers market downtown actually has like a a wide variety of like different cultural stuff. So they'll have like Indian, they have Caribbean. Whereas the Caribbean food here isn't as good as up north. I'm not gonna lie. You said the Caribbean but, food? Yeah, it's not as good at all. Like, it's cool, but it doesn't hit. Like, when I used to live in Philly, mm-hmm. uh, I had this place over in West Philly, like, on 142nd. Mm-hmm. This used to slide. I mean, it was like, you know, it was a old, it was right beside the old laundromat, little hole in the wall joint. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it slapped. I was like, oh my, I'd go there, it's not $10 and good. What would you get? This uh I get simple jerk chicken. They had like uh the candy ends, rice and peas. Then mm-hmm. they used to do like an extra thing of like Mac and I can cheese. Oh, okay, okay. Man. I got you. It's simple. So, I got you. But, um, um there's a restaurant here called Mariano's that is like it, it was the place so the guy that started Mariano's down here, he actually invented the frozen margarita machine. Mm-hmm. Which is a fun fact. But like their food is on point like that is probably my favorite if i had to pick a mexican place to eat that is my favorite place to go the food's really good what do you good. get there uh it's the thing it's like a blackened chicken verde and it has like um spanish a rice verde? like what what is that like it's like all oh, blackened chicken verde it's like a i don't know this is what they call it but it's just like a blackened chicken with like this green sauce and like a green sauce on rice. top yeah, like it's they have like a it's like um I guess like kind of almost like a smothered kind of chicken in a way like our version of smothered chicken but it's Mexican style. Okay, it's like that. Um, and it has like a like a a puff like a like a puff pastry, but it's filled with like cheese and stuff inside. It's kind of cool. Hmm. And they make all the tortillas and chips and stuff in house. Like they literally got grandma oh, in, in the kitchen. Nice queso. Like, yeah, like everything is done. Like mm-hmm. in the house, right there in front of you, is really good. oh, like so, even the guacamole. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's really cool. So, that's very cool. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah. So, but there's just a lot of Dallas has a lot of places. It really, just kind of just depends on what you like and what you want, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's cool. It's a lot. It's a young. I feel like you know a lot of young professionals have moved here because a lot of businesses have come here in the past couple of years. For so Dallas, our big. Yeah, like our big scene, I feel like now is brunch. Like that's become like the thing. Like you go on the brunch. Oh, that's like a that's like a oh, let's go for brunch, you know, like that's like a thing on the weekends or during the week. Oh yeah. 
No, during the weekends. Like, that's during the weekdays. I mean, honestly, everybody's at work. Yeah. Not, like, yeah, everybody's at work. But, like, on weekends, like, everybody's going to brunch. Mm. You know, I mean, our I feel like our our social scene isn't what it used to be. Mm. Like, especially for black people. It, there's some there's a couple of places that were like yeah like you go there you know you were gonna have a good time but now what's but what's like a good so, time to you um i mean honestly there's like good energy good vibes i get out of my, i ain't got to like i'm gotten to the point i got used to the day party scene like if i was gonna go out and have a good time in my mind it'd be like go get somewhere go get some food somewhere good if you want to or you can just eat at home you know mm-hmm. get a little bit at the house Mm-hmm. And then go to like a nice day party, you know, like you go there from about two, two to nine or something, you know, you dancing, music's good, people are good, like good energy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, get some food and come back to the crib. Like I don't need to be out till three, four o'clock in the morning. It's, For real, it's that's not, a lot. That's a lot. A way. Especially you if you're drinking all day. Right, that's what I'm By saying. By nighttime, like, you you do ready to go to sleep, man. Like, honestly. Facts, facts. And I feel like people are nicer during the day. I don't know, you know, maybe it's because the sun's out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. This is this thing in my head. When I times I've gone out at night, I feel like people just been more hostile. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, more problems. You know, people get more accidents, parking is an issue, fights. You ever think maybe maybe the way you think about it? Or maybe, I don't know, because maybe it's like selective focus. Because mm-hmm. I live in Baltimore and I drive okay. Lyft. I drive Lyft at night. Like, I drive Uber and Lyft at night, like, all the time. Ooh, like, that's what I do. More power that's... to you. Huh? I said more power to you. That yeah. Late shift. Well, because I also think, like, I'm picking up girls, you know, like, I would want mm. so to be with someone com- comfortable, you know, have a vibe on my way home, you know. So, I'll be playing nice music. True. I'll be having it smell real good in here. Like, i just be, like, giving them a good vibe. I got tents, you know, so people can't see in at night which is cool. Mm. Um, but what I feel like is that and I feel like it probably is true for those people that Baltimore is a dangerous place at night or Baltimore is you got to be careful or whatever. But I feel like if you're into certain things or if you are mm. putting certain energy out and you're doing certain behaviors, yes, you got to be careful in any situation. Yeah. You know, like... Definitely. But if you're putting only good vibes out, only good vibes, only good vibes, every person giving you five stars, everybody's having a good time. Like, I'm not going to lie. I smoke in my car, so it be smelling like weed. And people like that. You'd be <laughs> surprised. Like, people really like that. So they'd be like, oh, it smells so good in here. Like, they're like, oh, it smells so good. Like, like, no, I don't have nothing for you. I'm sorry. I'm on the clock. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to ask somebody else. But, um. It's just cool because it's like I'll meet really cool people and then I'll never meet them again. Or they'll connect with me on Instagram or whatever and like support me and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool, you know, very cool because I can market myself low key without like being mm-hmm. overly marketing, you know, just like being myself. Right, right. That's right. literally That's my right. whole thing. It's just being myself. Right. That's but yeah, yeah. But. Okay, so let me ask you something else. Um, okay, what's the housing market looking like in Dallas? Mm, I mean, I feel like, I mean, obviously prices have gone up a lot because a lot of people have moved here. Mm. So I would say they're significantly higher than they used to be. 
specifically in Dallas or all over Texas? What do you think? Um, I mean, I know Dallas specifically because I'm here. I know, mm-hmm. like, Houston's gone up, too, because some of my friends have moved to Houston. But um, I, I think now, like, even, you know, you could easily before, like, when I first came back, probably, like, 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. you could easily find a one-bedroom that was about, you know, 600-something square feet to 800 square feet for, a, like, a grand. Like, in... Now, oh, you talking about renting, like, man? I'm talking about buying. What you talk about? Oh, oh, I'm talking about buying. Oh, uh, yeah, buying money. Hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. One second. You say <laughs> you ain't got buying money, man? You said not yet. You said listen, yet. listen. All you need is three point five percent. All you need is three point five percent. My mom's a broker. She- me and my, I talked to my mom about because the thing, my thing was the reason why is because I didn't plan to be here. Like I didn't. Oh, you wanted to be somewhere else. Around. Yeah, like I hadn't planned to really live here like that. And then, like with teaching, it was kind of like a year to year thing. It was like, okay, well, I was applying for the first two two years that I taught. Like I was med school was the the goal. It was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. And then. The third year, that's when I was like, okay, well, let me try to figure out what I'm doing next. So I really didn't have a plan. So like, you know, I rent. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna put down for a house if I wasn't gonna be in Dallas. It wasn't until really this year that I really was like, all right, I'm probably gonna. I might be here for a little bit at the very bare minimum. Get a space that I can use commercially and then have a residential. Yeah, that would be lit. Hell you yeah. know, have a studio and then live. You know, have like a little upstairs, a little loft, you know, whatever yeah. another part that's attached. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm talking to my mom about now. We're trying to figure that out. But Yo, everything else, me bruh. putting down roots and it makes sense. Bruh, I got a whole nother business idea for you, okay? Okay? okay. Listen. Okay. If you you are you are a creative, you are a creative person, you know, everything about you, I'm sure, is creative. I'm sure your style is creative. I'm sure your shoe game is creative. I'm sure even the way that you take care of yourself is creative. Like, you are a creative person. So that's going to be your environment, I'm sure. So what I'm saying is that if you did get that that residential commercial space where like, okay, up top, you got your own personal residential place and you do your art or whatever. But downstairs is an art studio and you can use it, but you can also run it out to other people and still do art upstairs. And still do art upstairs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got an event space. Event space right there. People like stuff like that. Like, even, like, people recording podcasts and stuff like that. I want to get... I'm going to be recording these in person. Like, I want to start doing that. So, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start doing that. So, I really want to look into spaces that are, like, unique. So that, like, every episode has a different style to it, you know? But I'm just saying that... That's a whole thing right there. You can make money off of where you live. That's a perfect situation right there. Exactly. Even if you were renting, because it, it could cash flow you something extra on exactly. top of what you're doing selling your art, on top of what you're doing when you start doing the e the the, the classes and stuff like that. Right. Like, or you could even make an e course. You could make an e course and sell it and just market it. Just market it. True. Exactly. The, the world yeah, is yours. Yeah. The world is yours. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. But, um, what time is it? Oh, sorry. Three o'clock. It's four o'clock no. over here. But um, yeah. Um, 
I'm sorry for I taking so much of your time. Like, nah, you get I'm about to actually get something to eat. Okay. So, okay, cool. Did you have so, any more questions before I head out? Um, okay, so can I ask you like three more questions? Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. So the first one is um what advice would you give to someone who would like to pursue a career as an artist? Uh, okay. So first of all, I would tell that person, you know, um, figure out your why, figure out what, like, why you want to create, like, why, why do you want to do art? You know, and I know that sounds kind of like cliche, but it's really important for trying to plan out how you're going to move. Because once you figure out the why, then, you know, that goes to the next question. Well, what will you create and how will you use that why to create your content? Because it, you need to create things. I say need. I say I would I would say that you would want to create things that move you. So then while you're going through the creative process and doing what you're doing as an artist, it won't feel so tedious. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing in, in that way, you know, you'll be passionate about it. And it makes it makes things that you can connect with and relate to, like create things that have purpose. That's one thing that I could take away. Big thing that I, that helped me change my perspective of my work and how to present it was, you know, a conversation I had with two women about purpose in my work. And you know, like it's it's nice to have something that looks pretty on your wall, but mm-hmm. it's even better to have something that looks nice that has meaning that you can connect with not only yourself but with others. It creates another layer of depth. And um, that's super, super important when I think it comes to art because a lot of art out there is very cookie cutter. It's very just like, I can get this anywhere, any place. There doesn't really have any meaning outside of like some words behind it or, you know, um, anything like that. So if you can create something that hits those, a connection point, you know, I would do so. Uh, Another thing would be consistency, you know, be consistent put your stuff out there whether that's a progress video a shot a video like a photograph of you doing something um just show up every day you know because it's not it's going to take some time and you're going to have things that are going to blow up and there's going to be other things that won't and that's fine and there could be something you make one day that people hate and then they love a year later you know so yeah i I wouldn't get you down about you know, like, I wouldn't get too down about stuff if it doesn't blow up right away. Like, you can absolutely love it. And that's the crazy part is that you can make something that you love and you think it's dope. And the worst mm-hmm. of the worst is say, like, yeah, that's cool. You make something that you're kind of, like, whatever about, but they just, they absolutely love it. Like, I don't know. So, it's very hit or miss, but just the thing is create. Just, just start creating. Yeah, cool. Exactly. So, that's, that would be my, my feel to someone just starting out. Very good advice. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So I have two more things. One thing is, okay. all right, pretend we're five years from now. We okay. we are now five years from now. Mm-hmm. Where are you and what have you now obtained? Obtained. Where am I? I would say I'm in, I have this dream of this like beautiful loft, like a New York style loft. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's always been in my head like exposed brick walls da, da, da. Like I'm you're an artist up. you're an artist I yeah. understand <laughs> I understand exactly um, exposed brick walls you know just like you know my my person is you know I'm so, I might, she might not be there at the moment but you know she could be around or whatever I don't know but she's there in some way like I know she's there you know 
mm-hmm. um, and we're headed uh, we're headed to like the Met Gala, and I am my plus one is my mom, and I can actually like I'm actually part of one of the exhibitions in like a major like a major museum. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it's just like one of those like red carpet. Like you're talking, and you're not really uh, like a super somebody, but you're somebody enough to be there that you're on the list. Aww. And just to have that moment of like, hey, like telling her that like we made it and we did it. Aww. You know, I so, see like, it. Uh, I see it. I see it. So yeah, that's my that's my ideal like kind of situation. I feel like that would en- encompass a lot of things because there's a lot of things that I'm working on that like. I want to show people later on, so I'm kind of not talking about it yet. But it's kind of mm-hmm. like I'll just show y'all. Then we you're moving see in silence. Like, That's okay. That's right. okay. So, um, but I know, like, I have had that image in my mind, that scenario in my mind, mm-hmm. with like her in that moment, and like for 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 a little while now. So. Aww. That's ideally in five years. I would I would hope that there was some type of event that I finally felt like that I that I feel like I made it because I don't, I think that's that's the big thing for me is like I um, the small victory stuff. I, I I say that and I have to remind myself that constantly to celebrate them because I have this big vision of what I want success to look like, and sometimes along the way I forget to hit those miles like to celebrate those little milestones because those little milestones make those big moments even bigger and better like dang like i remember when i started here and we did this 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 and this and this and this Mm -hmm. here and you know when you're in the moment you know like i was saying today like oh this video finally hit a million views like i have a million view video like that's crazy yeah a million people have seen this and like you know at first that's like oh that's cool right at first like oh like that's cool but i was like no that's that's huge like because that is a year ago that wouldn't have happened you mm-hmm. know like you you, know, you locked in like that you locked in exactly so that's that's where i would say for, for that question yeah. yeah damn okay mm-hmm. i just saw four eights in a row that's crazy all right so uh all these angel numbers <laughs> for real for real okay um how do the people get in touch with you uh, so, if biggest, oh, I guess the easiest way would be my social will be Instagram, which is this William Tolliver, like Oliver with the T, mm-hmm. art. Um, my website is this what art, which is w h t art dot net. So it's like a play on of my initials. Okay. And uh, my it's my TikTok is the same as my uh, website name. So that's like a really big way. Like I'm right now like this month of january is a big planning month for me like mm-hmm. just kind of taking a back seat really kind of focusing on the things i want to do and how i want to move this year because um, yeah like we were talking before there's a lot of things i didn't i just i have in mind this you know this housekeeping stuff like inventory and like i'm spending this month kind of doing giveaways and giving back so uh, one thing that i am doing next week like right now i'm doing like a sale like an end of the year sale which is like a thank you sale for mm-hmm. everyone that has followed me it's like a lot of the things in my store are like half off Okay. And then next week, I'm doing like a, um, so I did this thing with Rolo, which is going to be coming out soon, but I have uh, an extra Rolo printer, like the, the label printer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing a giveaway for like, I want to give away one to a small business owner who's just starting out. So like, I'm trying to, you know, film that video because I want to basically give someone else something that was really beneficial for me. That's that smart. I can kind of just help help them 
you know, kind of get a leg up in the start because these things are like, they're up to $200. And when you're just starting your business out, I know when I didn't buy one because I was like, ah, oh, $200, that's a lot mm-hmm. for this, you know, this thing, which, you know, you're just trying to get your finances together, running your business and stuff. And, you know, that might be $200 you want to put into some other type of, you know, um, expenses, not necessarily exactly. your printers, you know, especially you if you have somebody like a, else? a normal printer. Yeah, I got you. I completely mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. I remember um, there was this one time I I was just like, you know what? I need some quick money. Let me just sell my camera equipment. <laughs> Let me yeah. just sell my right, camera. Right. So I sold it. <laughs> but I gave mm-hmm. it away for a really reduced price. And it was like a whole bundle. Like I gave away a tripod, a bag, a lighting kit. You know, like it was like a lav mic in there. Like it had everything you needed to start your YouTube channel. So it was just like, okay, yes. I'll do it. But I just realized that it's not just about the money. Like sometimes you just got to help somebody else because wouldn't you have wanted that? Like wouldn't right, exactly. you have and wanted that help? About that. Yeah, like, I completely that understand. That would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I've just been trying to spend this month to just kind of reflect and just be thankful for the community that's been building around me and the support that I have. And just doing little things like, like I said, like the sale and everything. And then, then you know, just like the Rolo stuff. And then I'll be doing like, I'm actually going to be doing at the end of the month, like a big print giveaway. Like I'll do like um, one of my canvas prints, like a limited oh. edition one. And then a couple of the other ones, like I'll do like, um, like a thing. So there's just, like I said, this is, that's so nice. Like the big thing. So, that's lit. You, you're giving somebody be... something beautiful, you know, like here's yeah, something beautiful. Be here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So, I appreciate you so much, William, for coming on. Like, thank you so much for giving me some time and really just having a good conversation with me. I appreciate it. Truly. I appreciate you for having me. I really appreciate you having me. This has been cool. Yeah. And um, definitely keep in touch, okay? Keep in touch. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good for me. Enjoy your meal and have a great rest of your day. Peace, love, and blessings. All right? All right. You too. Have a good one. Be safe. Bye. (laughs)